A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. episode of Hawk Talk. I am your host, Pat Benson. I'm here with my main man, Colin Madden. This is Hard to Believe episode three, Play in Purgatory. As always, I want to just start off the show by thanking everybody for the support and the love we've been getting online. Really appreciate that. Keep the comments and the feedback coming. Uh, definitely remember to subscribe, give us five-star rating, all that good stuff. But uh, yeah, before we dive in, Colin, how you doing, man? I'm good, man. Glad to have you uh, in the studio today and uh, down in Atlanta ready for the game, man. It's yeah. Good to, good to see your face. Good to see your face. <laughs> this is nice. Uh, this is exciting. All right. So since we last talked, the Hawks, naturally, they're 500. They, you know, they split the last four games, two and two. So let's see. We defeated the Detroit Pistons, lost by one point on the road to the Minnesota Timberwolves on really frustrating foul call. Mm-hmm. Nothing new there. Came back. Defeated the Indiana Pacers, a little bit of drama with Trey Young and the referee. We'll get into that later. Yep. And then, of course, on Sunday, lost to the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, anything jump out to you over the past week? Anything different? So I was at the Pistons game and the Grizzlies game, so it was good to, uh, you know, see it in person, um, just get the different vibe. And the mm-hmm. Pistons game, you know, it was, it was a fun one just because yeah. we were up most of the game, and it's good to beat up on the Pistons a little bit, but... Yeah. Uh, you know, that Grizzlies game was crazy. Uh, and it, I want to say an insane amount of Grizzlies fans, mm-hmm. but I would say 95% of them were just more John Morant fans. That's it. I saw maybe one Desmond Bain jersey, the rest just only John Morant jersey. So that was interesting. And they were definitely really loud. Yeah. But it's funny. I don't know if we want to save the loudness topic. That you, uh, Great article, by the way, thank on, you, on all you. that stuff. Yeah, um, sure. And I've experienced it a lot with, during heat games, mm-hmm. especially in the play-in last no year. Doubt. And they can take over, but with the Grizzlies, it was so... It almost energizes the Atlanta crowd a little mm-hmm. bit. It gives us a little, you know, pep in the step. Like, hey, guys. Get competitive. Like, yeah. Hey, we don't want to lose this home court advantage. Yeah, exactly. But, yeah, we can go ahead and jump into it. We will tackle the elephant in the room. Uh, yesterday I wrote an article. I was discussing uh, the, the struggles for the team to build a consistent home court advantage mm-hmm. in State Farm Arena. And uh, the Memphis game was the perfect example. Just tons of John Moran jerseys everywhere. Their social media account, they're tweeting about yeah. it. And it's really like this whenever a big team, big star team rolls through. And we actually hit on this on our first episode, so we're circling back on it mm-hmm. pretty quickly. But, you know, just I think there are some simple uh, problems and then there are some deeper systemic issues. Obviously, Atlanta's a transplant, t- yep. you know, transplant city. Look at me. <laughs> and... Um, not a lot of winning historically speaking and of course other people have brought up some great points like hey season ticket owners they sell their tickets on the you know they're going to recoup some of their money which i get that that's a fair that's a fair uh excuse like i would i would definitely do the same thing but again winning cures all and uh we're we're coming down the final stretch of the season i'm definitely expecting to see a way more hawks fans in state farm arena 
So, yeah, definitely. So, uh, let's see. Uh, Trey Young has come alive over the past few weeks. He had a uh, rough start to the season, shooting career lows, uh, uh, really struggling from outside, but looking like his old self again. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't matter. Regardless of his shooting, he's going to find 28 points and 10 assists per game. Yep. But it's like, is it going to be efficient or not? And the efficiency is picking back up. Yeah, he's definitely been playing a lot better, uh, leading the team in a – in a great way as far as on the court other than Saturday, I guess, but... Yeah, got to bring that up. Yeah, that's... Uh, what do you think about the chess pass? I mean, I it wasn't anything surprising, kind of, but it was definitely over the line, and one thing I... Uh, I don't know if it was just through the grapevines or however you, however you say that. I don't mm-hmm. know if that was right, but... Uh, yeah. Uh, they mentioned... People were mentioning Quinn Schneider being, you know, a little late to... The postgame presser. He was. He was. And I assume that was to tell Trey, hey, man, uh, that's not acceptable under my. <laughs> so I think from that perspective, you know, it was good that Quinn kind of got a little to- tease of the Trey getting thrown out. And, man, he's any more any more texts. That's it. And he's out, he's out one game. Yeah. And Luca just got his. So Trey's a 15 technical, cut, yeah. technical fouls for the season. Luca just got his 16th. Naturally, Mark Cuban, Dallas, they're already crying. Mm-hmm. When, like, Correct. let's talk to the league. Let's try to get <laughs> rescinded. Like, mommy and daddy are coming to yeah. the principal's office to try to get you out of trouble. You know, we're, we're used to that. From We're uh, going after Cuban. the officials, man. This is insane. Yeah, exactly. Helicopter parents. Yeah. That's, that's what Mark <laughs> Cuban is. So, naturally. So, Trey, yeah. I mean, obviously, can't really afford to lose Trey. He is the engine of the yep. offense. He's got to find a way to make Especially a in a play-in game, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. So, he's got to find a way to, you know, hopefully maintain his cool but still make his case to the officials. But, honestly, I feel like there's just been this ongoing beef between he and the officials. Totally. Since I've been covering the team, like, remember, last year early in the season last year they were playing phoenix and mm-hmm. they caught that one official you know making that face making that uh, gesture well this is an audio uh medium so yep. he was making the cry baby <laughs> uh, cry baby expression and uh, so it's been going on for a while trey tweets about the officials on like a regular basis so yep been going on for a long time but um you're just gonna have to find a way to make it work for the next like couple weeks without yeah. getting trouble once you get to the postseason it all starts over you know they have their own uh, limits for technical so it's good totally so just buy your tongue for yeah. another less than two weeks at this point but um, it's interesting because i feel like a lot of our team likes to you know bitch at the refs mm-hmm. a little bit and plead their case and all that but then with trey he's the only one who gets really teed up yeah the rest of them like Hunter, he's always talking to the refs. Always. Bogey, he'll either do this when he does the the point, put the one finger up, <laughs> when he does the like clear take foul, yeah. or he's talking to the ref like, "Hey, what, what, what? you're talking about Bogey does yes, that? <laughs> it's like, hey, yeah. Man, yeah, we know, we know, yeah, we <laughs> you saw grabbed it. him, <laughs> we saw it, we, we know those those knees aren't moving the way yeah. they used to yeah. on transition defense, exactly. Yeah, no, that's that's totally foul. fair. But yeah, Trey, Trey definitely gets super super heated about it. Mm-hmm. We'll see if he can keep his cool. We we need him. We need him down the stretch absolutely so uh the hawks right now we are recording this on it is what tuesday yeah, yeah I've, I've lost all track of days during sure. the regular season and we're to the final uh there is a game today that is the correct day we're recording. playing the uh, cleveland cavaliers tonight and uh 
at the time of this recording, Atlanta, they are one game under 500, 37 and 38. As our man John said earlier, by the laws of physics, that means they have to win tonight <laughs> because they've got to be at or around 500. Yep. Falling two games below 500. That's not us. That's not us. We don't, <laughs> we don't roll like that. We don't roll like that in Atlanta. So, yeah, I, I why not? Yeah, they could perhaps. Raptors are on our ass, too. Big We're tied right now, so we cannot drop another one. Th- exactly. So that's my main point is, so stuck in the plan. Like, I, there's just no way Atlanta's going to leapfrog Miami and Brooklyn. Yep. And then at the same time, there's a historic tank going on right now in the NBA. Everybody wants, even if it's like a 5% chance, they want that for Victor Wimbanyana. Yep. So, there, you know, there's no chance of us getting into the lottery either. So, play in, here yep. we come, baby. And that that really makes me nervous because right now, if this if it were held today, it's four teams. You got Miami, Atlanta, Toronto, Chicago. You mm-hmm. mentioned Toronto; they were basically tied. Yep. I think Miami's going to walk down Brooklyn. I hope they do. Yeah, I really hope they do. Yeah, and then that would be awesome. That means Atlanta faces this depleted Brooklyn team without Ben Simmons. Yep. Uh, win one game, and you're then the seventh seed. That's and like, ideal. They're a good team, the Nets, but they're they're much more beatable than at Miami to me. Oh, Atlanta, not even close. Yeah, Atlanta can't win a game in Miami. You so. Know? That's just—it's getting to that point in the season where you're just cheering for Miami to win and for Brooklyn to lose. It's funny, just dark. These yeah. are dark times. Yeah, man. And, and then of course Toronto. Then you look below us. You got yep. Toronto and Chicago. Not worried about Chicago. They totally. were, were definitely a promising team last year, but just totally you know injuries. Because if we drop to nine, it's not like we're worried about losing that game, but we are worried. Second. Exactly. Yeah, that one's gonna be tough. And Toronto's—you know—they've given the Hawks a lot. That problems. much less of a rest before the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it's it's going to be really exciting over yep. these next few days. Totally. It really uh, underscores the importance of Trey and everybody being on the court. Meanwhile, uh, so Trey's come alive. We've also got a new face in the rotation, Garrison Matthews. How cool is that? Gary talk- Bird. Yeah, Gary Bird. We are talking <laughs> about him earlier. You're saying shades of Kevin Herter. I mean, it was giving me that same energy, just the, hey, everyone's screaming for this guy. He's running. He's running nonstop effort, running back on defense. He's down there even though he just took the three you know i i really do like the effort he's giving and i appreciate quinn you know giving some other guys a chance um and yeah he's taking advantage of that chance red velvet red velvet vibes yeah, is what i would say totally. well i could tell garrison was built different so his first day in atlanta uh i i'm down there for a game and i see this one this new face down there again like super worked up super heated during yep. uh pregame warm-ups and usually it's a walkthrough guys are half asleep yeah. and uh he you could tell he was like getting frustrated with himself for missing shots and even other media like other uh, tv radio people were coming okay. on it so it was super noticeable i was like so this guy's either going to like burn out <laughs> in this league or he's going to do some things yeah so it's looking like that that energy that fire within him is going to pay off totally so super excited to see uh, Garrison Matthews um, crack the rotation. That's cool. Meanwhile, Dejounte Murray, he's back from the illness, yep. but he's been struggling. He's he playing look, terrible. Yeah, he just doesn't look like himself, and I get it. Like once you're coming back, it was a stomach virus he had. Okay. And uh, you know it's going to take you a while to get your energy back when you're you know lose five or ten pounds or whatever it was. So gotta have him gotta have him at full strength shooting like i think i saw 17 percent from three over the last five games or something yeah i mean shooting's just yeah i know can't have that problem i mean and these close games we've been having too man yeah like if he was shooting if he made a couple more threes in that grizzlies game 
Yeah, and it's not just the offense. I mean, his defense is sliding a For little sure. bit. His on-ball defense has been a little bit. He was doing a lot of, go get him, go get him. Yeah, and it's like, DeJounte, you know, need need you 100% locked yeah. in. You're the heart and soul. You're the guy defense. who needs to, you know, yeah, yeah, go yeah. get him. Col- culture setter on defense. So, oh, well, I mean, obviously, totally you know, setter, and, yeah. Yeah, and, you know, Clint Capello, too, an sure. incredible defender. He's, He's always, been playing great, man. Uh, yeah, yeah. What about Ever since I talked shit last, uh, that, that's last it. episode. <laughs> that's it. He, heard, <laughs> he heard me. He tapped in. He's like, yeah, okay, that's enough yeah. of that. But, uh, yeah, so I think that's pretty good for our first segment. And uh, we're going to take a quick break, then bounce right back. This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business. And it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one Clint Spiegel had with First Horizon Bank about starting a bike wheel manufacturing facility in Asheville. Now it's not just talk. It's rubber meets road. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Clint. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. All right. So back here, Pat, with my man Colin. Colin, you got some topics for us? Let's do it. Let's do it. I'm going to call this uh, Working Title. Starting off, full court press. Full court press. You're getting the press thrown at you. Yeah, okay, I'm ready. All right, first question. What do you think is the biggest quinfluence? Is that terrible or is that good? No, that's good. I like it, yeah. Since he's he's taken over. What do you you see most as his, what he's affected the team uh, one way or another? I would say the players are visibly giving more, anecdotally, they're like giving more effort on the court. Like they were checked out towards the end of the Nate McMillan. Totally. Now look at Trey Young's defense. He's playing the best defense Unreal. of his career. So that that's one thing. And then also Trey gave a really cool quote after the last game about like, sometimes we're finding open threes uh-huh. and he's telling us to shoot them, but we're used to That was on. crazy like, interesting when he said that. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So that was, uh, usually players uh, don't give you that kind of insight. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. So yeah, way more effort on uh, defense and he's saying, "Hey, let's let it fly on on yeah, offense. Man. Let's let's shoot. Let the shooter shoot. Let's shoot a shoot." <laughs> like Pusha T said. All right, next question. What is holding back DeAndre Hunter from taking that next step? You know, coming into this season, that end of Miami series last yeah. year, he had what a thirty-five point yeah, game. It was crazy. Everyone was like, "Okay, maybe this is you know the sign of it." But it feels like he's playing the exact same as he's been playing the past couple years. You know, the easy answer would be consistency, but at this point, this is who DeAndre exactly. is. He's in year, what, four, four, I believe it is? I think he's finishing four, yeah. Yeah, yeah, finishing up his fourth season. At this point, players are who they are. They don't make a magical leap after mm-hmm. this point. So I, I think this is who, who DeAndre Hunter is, and there's nothing wrong with that. Sure. He is a very solid role player in the NBA, two-way wing. Could start, could cut off the bench. Exactly. Two-way wing, which is one of the most valuable positions in the modern True. NBA. So, you know... You know, obviously, would like to see him be more uh, productive on offense, more consistent, and 
but I mean, it is he is who he is at this point. I think that I think the cake is baked, and sure. it's it's not bad. I mean, hey, the Hawks made the right choice. It was for a while. It was he or Cam Reddish, and true. You know, we almost you know stuck with Cam. I don't know how serious that was, yep. but it could have been Cam Reddish here Easily. instead of DeAndre Hunter. So the old regime, Travis Schlenk made the right decision. It looks like totally, and uh, yeah, cool. So here we go for the next one. Why are the Hawks so consistently inconsistent? Why are the Hawks so consistently inconsistent? Because they win, they lose, they win, they lose. These past four games have been a lot closer mm-hmm. in these losses. Yeah. But still, even then, there, there are some games. Like, they should have won the Minnesota game, totally. I feel like. And we were talking about the mystery. They throw. definitely should have gone 3-1 and one over yeah. this past week. Yeah, yeah. At a certain point, like, you turn up the dial. You turn up the exactly. intensity. And that's what, you know, good teams do. So, why have they been so – I think it's just – the culture, I think it's on the mend now that they have Quinn Snyder. Mm-hmm. I think they're still a young team. Do, is there a veteran in the locker room? Like, Bogey's like 30. Yeah, but that's it. Yeah, I mean. Clint, 29, 30. Yeah, maybe. exactly, yeah. So, I mean, just a young locker room. Their leaders are in their early to mid-20s. So, I guess that that's it, is mm-hmm. the culture. I don't think it's a, any major deficiencies in the roster. As, uh, you know, I always, you know, go to bat for Trey because I feel like he gets a lot of hate, whereas Luca, you know, kind of slides by. Sure. I see all these articles about Trey Young. I'm like, just replace Trey's name in those with Luca's, and everything fits the exact same. I was looking at the standings before yeah. we hopped on. Yeah. They're out of the play in right now. Really? They're 11th in the West right now. Wow. Half a game behind. The West uh, is wide open. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So, and, and so to bring that back home, what I was saying is like basically um, just. I, I don't think it's that the Hawks roster is the issue. So, um, and a lot of people say that, you know, the Hawks roster is even more talented than the Mavericks roster. Sure. You can debate that. So, yeah, to answer your question, it's perplexing. I guess it would be the culture. Sure. Yeah. All right. Rounding us out. Cool. I'm, I think social media saw UCLA was treating you right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we need to bring this up and talk about what they all gave you. And, yeah. You know, maybe the coolest thing they sent you. <laughs> yeah, so that was super cool. So, yeah, in addition to covering— I see that hat on. Yeah, yeah, I'm already representing. <laughs> that took uh, less than 24 hours. <laughs> but, no, a lifelong UCLA fan, and in addition to covering the Hawks, I covered the sneakers for Sports Illustrated's Foundation mm-hmm. and um, showed UCLA a lot of love in an article, and they hit me up, and they are like, hey, what's your address? Want You know, shoe size, all that stuff. Hell, yeah. Yeah, so that was super— Dope. Got just it. off of some good writing. They were just that, reached that, out. That was it. So got like this giant box in the mail. And yeah, so got some Luca ones and some Jordans and UCLA player exclusive colorways. Super wow. dope. Some sweats, uh, uh, golf shirt. So yeah, a lot of love for the Bruins. And, you know, as like a lifelong second generation UCLA fan, mm-hmm. I mean, it meant the world to me because obviously y'all, y'all can hear me speaking. I wasn't smart enough to get into UCLA <laughs> and uh, definitely not athletic enough to get into UCLA. So for them to show me any kind I love it was super validating super you know full circle but you know what it wouldn't be as validating as if the Atlanta Hawks uh, <laughs> putting them on the spot now yeah if they uh, were to go on a deep run you know that would do a lot for my career yeah. if they were to uh, let's say make another conference finals run you know make some more magic in that'd the be fun season. wouldn't it yeah but no definitely a crazy week that was super fun super exciting so uh, yeah I think we're running up against our time limit I think you broke the full court press that's it yeah, I slipped <laughs> past it man yeah, so we'll see. Cavaliers tonight, and then the Hawks have a couple days off, thank goodness, because the schedule was pretty crazy there for a oh, while. Yeah. And then our man Luca comes to town. We've got a brutal schedule the rest of the year. Yeah, Sunday, April 2nd, 6 o'clock. I love the early start times, so yeah. I'm all about that. So 
that that's that's cool. It always brings up. You can expect some wild tweets are going to be coming out, sure. like Trey Luca comparisons. There are going to be some some wild articles coming out about that that trade. But I'm not willing to concede anything on the Trey Luca trade yet. Like they they have the same uh, body of work basically yeah. at this point. It's tough. It's it's one of those things that. It's almost like if you're a Falcons fan, the 28 to 3 thing. It's just something that. Which, by the way, happy March 28th. Happy 328. <laughs> I didn't even realize that I'm bringing that up yeah. on, on this day. But mm-hmm. it's one of those things that's just going to keep hammering you as a Hawks fan, man. It's, Until it's like broken. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. You're just going to keep having to hear about it every time. Yeah, it's like that iceberg meme of like Atlanta sports sure. fandom and like the the further you go down, like the crazier it gets. But yeah, so Luca Sunday, April 2nd, in State Farm Arena. That's going to be super exciting. We'll, we'll crank out another episode before then. Sure. So, uh, yeah, let's, let's look for, uh, what, Thursday or Friday this week? Yeah, man. All right, Stand so. look out. Yeah, as always, how do you think we did in episode number three, Play in Purgatory? Dude, the banter in person it's a lot of fun. It's hard to it's match a lot of chemistry. Fun, yeah. yeah. A lot of good chemistry. I can hit you with the yas and totallys and not, you know, step over a little bit on the Zooms. Yeah, yeah. No lagging. Exactly. Maybe even a dash of sexual tension. I love it. <laughs> it's really good. I was going to bring that up, but. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll cut that part out. All right. So this is episode number three, Hawk Talk, Pat Benson, Colin Man. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Peace. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you don't miss an episode or listen at the Podcast Park, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is a proud presentation of Dickey Broadcasting Company. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Marketing is everywhere. From the billboards on the highways to the notifications on your phone, we are constantly bombarded with people trying to sell us stuff. What makes good marketing? Are you doing enough in your life personally and professionally to market yourself? You have questions, and the Marketing Mad Men have answers. Search the Marketing Mad Men on Google or your favorite podcast provider to get practical marketing advice from expert guests who are shaping and reshaping the business world. They say marketing is a madman's game. Join the Marketing Mad Men every Saturday at 4 p.m. to find out why. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner.